Blog Talk Radio. I have an emergency. What is your location? Indeed, there is. Welcome to Rescue Radio. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this very beautiful day. We thank you for truth and the revelation of your truth that brings us to peace and freedom and wisdom and counsel. Lord God, we declare today that thy kingdom come, thy will be done in and through us, even as it's being done and declared in heaven, that your will, your purposes, your Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us in these very treacherous days. Lord God, when everything is turned upside down, everything is uh, deceptive and everything is deliberate, there's an agenda against our souls. Father, I pray that you'd help us not to become paranoid, but to become wise and perfected by your Holy Spirit. I thank you for salvation. I thank you, Jesus. You did it all. You paid it all. It was paid in full. It is finished, and we rest in that. We also rest in the, the promises of your word being the true word, the one that will remain forever. Lord God, that your word transcends time and place and situations and the, dem- and the devil's demonic a- 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 um, activities to uh, dis- debunk your word. Father God, we give you praise that you remain forever and that your word and your promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper is true. And we declare it over ourselves and everyone who's listening this day that the words of your promise will keep us from any shame, trouble, reproach, hindrance, distraction, confusion, and deception the enemy would set in our way. Lord God, that you protect us in our health and safety, in our traveling, our vehicles, our finances, our property, the work of our hands and the fruit of our labors, Father, that you would establish us according to your work, according to your heart's desire, the desire that you have put in our heart, that we will fulfill the ministry to which you have called us, Lord God, even in these days, because it is possible, because you've sent your Holy Spirit to live in us. So, Lord, I thank you for the faithful witness and testimony of Jesus Christ through your word, through your spirit, and give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to understand today as we talk about the wizardry of technology. And so uh, blessings to all of you. And by the way, if you want to call in today and interact with us, uh, the number is 347-215-8051, and you have to press 1 in order to talk. Okay. Hey, good morning, honey. Well, good morning. Well, we're looking at some uh, another multidimensional aspect of the war that is being waged. Uh, the, being waged, uh, I would say. Against our souls. Yes. It, it's something that can be something wonderful. At the same thing, at the same time, it can be something very diabolical, diabolical and controlling hey, of us. You and know, that's the area of the technology. And the question is, is are we controlling technology or is technology controlling us? Well, the truth is. That you and I, we've been married a long time. Did you ever notice that we kind of finish each other's sentences? I can, you start a sentence and I can put in words and it fits right. <laughs> so if people think we cross, cross over each other and talk over each other, it's because we've been married for 47 years. Yeah. And we actually do think a lot alike. We do. Um, I just talk a lot faster, that's all. Well, that's all. That's, that's, <laughs> well, we that's, have to have some distinction between the two of us. So we have to that's all. So some we're, uniqueness. We're, we're approaching this topic today. We are not... Uh-huh. Uh, technological geeks. Okay? Oh, praise God. We're, we're kind of older people that kind of uh, observe uh, <clears throat> and use some technology, and we have people that are more super-technical people 
But you know what? That help it's, us. It's a it's a great advantage to be uh, challenged technologically. If I said that word right, well, because beca- of the fact that we can stay anchored in the Word of God and look back to the Word of God, read it, think it, meditate on it, contemplate it, dice, you know, and kind of digest it in a way, and then disseminate it to the people as a another point of truth or a place to look to. Well, we've been around long enough to see how things have changed. Yeah. The thinking of people have changed. The culture well, you know, has actually, changed. Can I stop you? Nothing has changed. Even in Genesis, didn't God say, you remind me of that verse yesterday, uh, where the imagination of the, of the heart of men was only evil Only continue? evil continue. Yeah. So, so in, a sense, in a sense, there's nothing new, but in the sense that the technology, the level of technological Advancements. Uh, advancements that we have these days. It's it's really I would say it's quite unprecedented. Yeah. There there are people that, you know, believe that way back in the day, in the mm-hmm. early days of mankind, there was a you know, Adam had a super brain. Right. Eve had a super brain. Uh, and so and there was a lot of And they didn't advanced, have any devices. There there were a lot of advanced technologies. But they didn't have smartphones, honey. I don't know how uh, they could have been that no, smart I, without I don't smartphones. know. They didn't have iPads either, so I, I don't know how but they But it but it does say managed. that the human population had digressed or become inundated with things that were um you know, uh, causing their, their vanity. And and God said something very interesting in the Ten Commandments. He said, Thou shalt not make any graven images. Right. And I think today what we're looking at is a lot of graven images. We're looking at uh, holograms. We're looking at video, media, movies. Uh, these are the idols of today. You know, we're not the sticks and stone kind of type of people over here anyway. We're too advanced for that. Well, and if we look, as <laughs> you mentioned, really. Marjorie, all the way from Genesis to where we are now in Ezekiel, yeah. it talks about the people that were caught in the chambers of their imagery. Their imagination. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I and mean, where's that? That's eight twelve, isn't it? Yes, right in there. So the chambers of their imagery. They were, you know, today you could say the same, the exact thing. People are caught in the chambers of their imagery. They're sitting in front of their iPads, their computers, their screens, whatever screen that they, 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 you know, uh, in the chambers of their mind are being entertained uh, by imagery. And what does God say about that? Well, another thing too is this. Another as New Testament aspect of this is that uh, in Romans one twenty one, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. Okay, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and, and their, their foolish, foolish heart was darkened. darkened. Mm-hmm. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an what an image. Mm-hmm image make made like to corruptible men and to birds and to four-footed well, we, beasts and creeping things. When we read that, sometimes we think about, you know, the gods of Africa and India where they've shaped something to look like a rat or an elephant or a monkey or something. And those are the creatures that we've chosen to uh, ascribe power to and give agreement to through the demons that work them. But nowadays, I think our our, our imagery, like I'm thinking of even in like the, the Star Wars, where they have the holograms of people appearing here or there, and they're not in that place, but their their three-dimensional shape is showing up. That's an image, and I think that's going to bring us right into the hologram of the Mark of the Beast. And the, this kind of technology, I must confess, talking about it is almost overwhelming, because I've got to read you a verse, and we're going to put use this verse in Isaiah to put us in context of what's going on. If um, Isaiah 25... 
you can talk while I find it. Well, sure, sure. <laughs> well, in, you know, you mentioned about in Revelation about in Re- Revelation thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen through there. It talks about worshiping the image of the beast. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, the uh, in a, in a, in uh, yeah the the likeness. Well, God of, knows yeah. what He's talking about. The, yeah, so. You know, and, and we can talk more about virtual reality a little bit later, but go ahead. Okay, I, I, I was reading this this morning. I just got up and I said, Lord, <clears throat> you're going to have to show me something out of your word that's relevant to this because of the fact that it's overwhelming. And I flipped my Bible open to Isaiah chapter 25. Do you want to read this, Chair? Isaiah chapter 25, and where are we looking at here? Verse 7. Verse 7. He will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. The veil, the covering, the covering that's cast over all people. He, this is a, the surface of a covering, this technology, is this, this wizardry. Cloud? Is this the cloud it's we're It's not just about? the cloud. It's okay. cast over all people and a veil that is spread over all nations. <clears throat> he will swallow up death forever. The Lord sees, and it says he will wipe away all tears from all faces, that there is a covering, a veil over all nations, and it is drawing us into a place of annihilation. It is like the Pied Piper who's giving us this this seduction. Um, it's really this wizardry of technology is to manage the masses. It is to bring our, our, our brains, actually, are being reformatted through this technology so, to create obsessions, addictions, compulsions, uh, persuasions. Is there an agenda behind this? Absolutely, an agenda to destroy. But it brings us to the point. You know, it's like, you know, have you ever seen people walking on their text? They're texting on their phones. They're walking across a busy street. They're texting on their phone. They don't look up at, or, or at the street and check the traffic. They just walk, and this is like people are just walking towards this cliff of, non, of, of annihilation. And because there's so many people walking shoulder to shoulder with you, you think you're safe and everybody's doing it and it's a good thing. But it is, we're, our eyes are cast down. We're being deceived. We're being distracted by the things that we think now we're being programmed to, to depend upon, actually dependency upon these gadgets to guide us, to navigate us, to tell us what to do, to give us information, to sort out information because there's such a glut of information. That's what Daniel said in the last days. There would be uh, people be running to and fro and there would be an excess and an increase uh, in, the, in the amount of information yeah, that's so, out there. You know, Daniel prophesied the information age that we are in he right did. now. He did. But it, it, it's, it's like an overload. I remember years ago mm-hmm. you mentioned about, <clears throat> this is many years ago, uh, but they showed this, these two teenage kids, they were doing their homework, okay? And so they had their their ear, earbuds in, they had their phone going, they the had television. their computer on, they had their laptop, they're listening to stereo, mm-hmm. you know, they got the stereo going, and they have their TV on. And it's like, I'm thinking, what is this That's doing called... to the developing brain of a child? Well, that makes us, um, you know, attention deficit, hyperactive, all kinds of things going on. But listen, really the agenda of this thing is to create that covering, to destroy the masses, surface of the covering. He says God will destroy that surface of the covering. It's like we're mesmerized. We're in a bubble. We're in a technological bubble that's, that's filled with magic and fantasy world 
and sims and, and stimulated lives to dis, to, really to, to take away our humanness. We're being attached to machines. And the first thing, you know, we'll talk about that maybe a little later, but we're attached to our cell phones. It becomes like a, a third arm or a body part. Well, it's, it's like we can't let go of it. It's like we're, we're actually being programmed and trained into depending upon machines, using machines as part of us. And we hear uh, all the talk about singularity, man and machine becoming one. I think it's well, this already is step it's, one. it's already happened. Right, I, right. I just want to. Well, let me co- kind go of ahead. expand a little bit on this right. teaching. Uh, it's teach these these devices, and the reliance upon them is teaching us to be dependent and helpless. As much as it's saying, oh, it's going to be helpful and it'll exp- expedite your day, your information research gathering, blah blah blah. It also there's a it it takes away as much as it gives us. So it creates a deficit, actually. We become dependent, helpless. It offers us help in calculating. I know kids nowadays, they don't know how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide because they've got their calculators to do that. Well, well that's great as long as calculators work and there are no EMPs or EMFs or whatever those things are that are going to break up that, con- that, uh, that virtual world. But how, how do you, you can't navigate. People don't know how to read maps. They don't know how to get where they got. They just got there. And there's no, there's from, no, there's nothing to teach you. You don't look at your surroundings. You don't, me- you know, memorize anything. You don't look at the buildings, the streets. You don't learn anything. You just learn to depend upon your GPS and pray, pray to God it's going to work. Um, and even in our information gathering, it may be making us more, um, uh, you know, aware, aware of what's going on. But it also is making us illiterate, anxious, hypervigilant, super sensitive. Um, to uh, you know, all of these uh, electronic emissions, shortening our attention spans, uh, destroying relationships and communication. I believe God is about relationships, but Twitter and tweeting and texting take the tone out, take the punctuation out, take the you know the body language out, take the visuals out. You really don't know how many people they hate one another. They still want to keep talking and jabbing and beating and poking, so they text. They don't talk. And so it's like destroying our relationships. Isn't that interesting, though, that supposedly we've got all this information. We can just shuttle back and forth with Twitter and, right. and, Facebook. and Facebook and everything like yeah. that. All this information is flowing, yet we don't have our, our relationships in our, our mm-hmm. NMS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Our smartphones actually are you know, well, help, our, helpful, we, but we they're making us stupid. We have deep, meaningful relationships with our smartphones and our iPads. <laughs> and if we lose one, we're freaking out. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I freak out. I, I, commit, I admit I'm a little dependent well, on we're it. Well, we're all, we're all affected. It's one very day, helpful in another. some yeah. ways. In many you know, ways, the if communication you wanna... is helpful. The information is helpful. You can get information that can be used for good, you know, at the, at the click of a mouse and everything. But, but you know what? It, it makes us anxious. Because we're moving too fast. We don't think. We don't meditate. We don't slow down. Life is not simple. And then we cry out for the simple life. And we go back to the country, go back to the land. Ha ha, if we dare do that, if we take the risk, most people wouldn't even, they wouldn't survive a day out there because they don't even know what to do. But people are forgetting how to do things. They're forgetting how to plant uh, plants and pick food. And, and they can't, but even more basic than that, people cannot read. They're unlearning reading. They can't, they can't read or they don't read. And, you know, even people who are authors and write books, they have to write them as audiobooks or, or make them into videos or YouTube videos because people don't, they, they can't hold on to a paragraph for the most part. They can't, your older people might be able to do that, but younger people, they just don't read. Um, so 
they skim the material to get the main points. We just skim. We just we we fly through it. Skimmers were it was skimmers were really not thinkers. Right. And so and, and you look at the books that were written years ago, say a hundred years ago or even mm-hmm. fifty years ago, <laughs> they were they were they were like longer sentences, and it was very they were stuff was deeper. Right. I mean, you you had to actually think and concentrate and focus to get the concept. Now you have to make. Don't do short that. sentences. You got to just be uh-huh. just short, quick, zip, to the zip, point. zip, 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 or and, you lose them. Right. And, if you and, don't like, even in this in blog talk, even if we don't put the first three words for you guys to be something that just catches your attention, you will probably just skim by that one. Out, yeah. Flip by that one. See, that's the way it's gotten to be, and people who want to, but we as communicators of the gospel of Jesus Christ have to have to kind of adapt to the language or the dialect of the people we're talking to, but not lose our anchoring in the word of God. But listen, we, so what happens is um, we don't think, like you said, we don't think we don't meditate, uh, but, or if we do meditate, what happens is our minds are filled with the images, uh, the images we look at in our chambers of foolishness or violence or injustice. Uh, and those things turn over and over in our minds and turn our mind away from the mind of Christ. We become, you know, angry, dull, explosive, uh, indifferent, whatever it is we become, uh, because we are meditating on those things. I got to tell you an interesting story in the Bible. Talk about God knowing how this thing works. And you're asking, well, how is this? What, what? How does looking at images and stuff like that really does it really do anything to you? Well, if if you look in the story of Jacob uh, and Laban in the book of Genesis where, um, I don't know if you remember the story, I'll I'll just skim through the story for you to give you the background. Okay, so uh, Jacob was working for Laban, and uh, Laban was stealing his wages, changing his wages every couple of years. And so Jacob wanted to get his fair share of the, he was, they were shepherds, herders of the flocks. And so God gave Jacob a dream. And in the dream, he told him, showed him what to do. He said, in the watering troughs, when the sheep are conceiving or breeding, put in, in the water, put these long uh, streaked sticks that are stripped white and put in various kinds of shapes of sticks and things like that. And, and then tell Laban that you will be satisfied with the sheep that are conceived, that are spotted and speckled. Mm-hmm. And so what happened, and Laban says, oh, that's a good deal, because he knew that most of the sheep would be born plain colored, you know, white or black. And so he said, well, that's, that sounds great. And so Jacob did what the Lord showed him to do. He put all his flocks as they were breeding, as these female, you know, sheep and, and goats were conceiving. They were looking at, as they were drinking, they're looking at the, 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 the images in front of their eyes. And guess what? They had the first, um, the first uh, introduction of, germline uh, manipulation. Mm-hmm. Germline means your DNA is being changed for the pre- succeeding generations. So what was being written in these little babies, ger- uh, DNA was spotted and speckled. And all these sheep were being born spotted and speckled, and Jacob was getting rich and Laban was getting mad. But God had showed him that the power of the images, even at that moment of conception, can alter the DNA of the offspring. And so we're seeing that God already understands the deep secrets of all of this stuff. And so when you're looking at things like this, it is changing your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, and it's actually physically, the, yeah. uh, scientists are saying that it, 
it's physically changing our brains. Mm-hmm. We're, we're actually changing the physical shapes of our brains, yeah. strengthening, strengthening parts of the mind that can lead to a decrease in sense of self and human identity. Isn't that interesting? A decrease in humanness. That's exactly my point. If you don't understand or remember anything else about what we're talking about today, it is all to shuffle humankind away from humanness and an accountability to God and Judgment Day into a virtual world where they don't pay attention to what's going on until they are linked up with machines and then ultimately killed by the technology that they have so voraciously inhaled. The power of imagination and virtual stimulation. Now, virtual virtual reality, you know, is, is really, it's a reality. Virtual means being so in effect or essence, although not in actual fact or name. In other words, it's like it. It's, it's looks like it, but it's really not it. Right. And if you're in, so, yeah. so we're living in a, in world that is really not it. Well, get, really say, not what's going, going on. on actually. Right. So, Satan is trying to create an, that virtual world and causing us to live in that because in that virtual world where there's an essence of what it looks like and an essence of, you know, things we can see or talk about, but they're not actual fact or, um, or in, in truth, because the word of God is not virtual. It is real. And people are being pulled more and more away from it because of the fact that it's, it's, it requires attention and responsibility and meditation and, and sacrifice and pain and commitment in the virtual world. It's all about what you want, but it's a hook. It's a bait because Satan is giving you what you want, which is your own world, the way you want it. You're in control of it. You get to say what goes on in it. So you get that world of it's all about me, but in, the, in exchanging for that bait of it's all about me, you, cha- you exchange your whole life for a virtual world. You're, you're settling for a pretend fake world that does not exist, giving up your actual chances for eternal life. Here, here's a, kind of an example of what you're talking about, Marjorie. There's a, a virtual reality technology video. It's $2. Two minutes and 12 seconds. Uh, and it's about uh, the uh, Windows uh, holographic uh, from uh, Microsoft. So yeah, Microsoft uh, is creating a thing called a well, hollow yeah. lens that yeah, you can wear the, on your head. Hollow lens, and it's and a here, band. Here's of, some of the here's some of the quotations or, or the, the kind of the essence of it. And you can look it up mm-hmm. if you want to use your technology. Yeah, yeah. And go to oh, let's see where is it? www.worldstarhiphop.com. Uh, oh, World worldstarhiphop.com and go to the uh, Microsoft, the next level virtual reality technology. Microsoft introduces Windows Holographic. It's interesting what they say on there. It says, here's a quote, your digital world blended with your real world. Scary. Now we can, and it talks about the world with holograms. They can help us with our work. It's new ways to share ideas. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's, it's on the positive aspects of this, of course, they're presenting. More, and it talks about more immersive ways to play, immersive ways to play, Mm -hmm. new ways to teach and learn, new ways to create the things we imagine, Mm -hmm. new ways to collaborate. And here's a quote that they have in there. When you change the way you see the world, you can change the world you see. 
Interesting. And, it, and, and it's interesting. It. It's like the life-size interactive hologram isn't sci-fi anymore. It's interesting that uh, a while back there was in uh, Indigo, California, there was a uh, at the uh, Coachella Music Festival, uh, there was rapper Tupac Shakur, or, and, and he appeared in hologram form, full-size hologram form with Snoop Dogg, uh, in in the the holography is is uh, it's it's holography. by definition it's a technique for recording and then reconstructing the amplitude and phase distributions of Vibration. a coherent wave disturbance used to produce three dimensional images or or holograms. That's what they do in Star Wars, right? Yeah. Okay. Like that. Well, so Snoop Dogg had his partner over there as a hologram. Yeah. That's not. You see, you saw it. 20 years in the, in the sci-fi, and everything you're seeing in sci-fi, they already got out there, they're doing it, and now they're just introducing it to the general public. But <clears throat> going back to um, what, happens to, what happens to children when their DNA is being changed and they're being you know, even exposed in the womb to all kinds of technology, vibrations, crazy things, and then they emerge from that into this, this world of where they're you know, they're not taught reading, writing, and arithmetic. They're, they're given a very expensive little iPad, and they're told that's your life. And they, they make videos, they watch themselves, they do homework, they whatever. So, they're, you know, all of the thinking, the capacity to reflect and reason and draw conclusions based on our experiences, knowledge, and insight, including the Word of God, is what makes us human and enables us to communicate, create, build, you know, and you know, that's what we've used in the past to build our salvation. Um, but for now, the children um, are not being trained as all, all previous generations up to this point. You know, we used to have being writing arithmetic in our schools, et cetera. Now we have calculators, et cetera. Um, we are already being dehumanized and moving towards that identified goal of inhuman. And I believe that Satan. See, once people are inhuman, you say, well, what's the big deal? You know, the big deal is there's going to be godchildren and there's going to be demon children. And if you take, for example, at the ultimate conclusion of all this, the mark of the beast, you will no longer be human. And therefore, you will no longer be savable. And how does this mark of the beast happen? Well, we don't know. We say a chip mark on the forehead, on the hand, a chip in the hand, uh, a vaccination that changes, splices your DNA and puts other kind of DNA in it. Somehow... You will no longer be eligible for eternal life, but that doesn't for eternal life in heaven. However, that doesn't mean you won't be in, in, uh, qualified for eternal life. You will just spend it in hell. And people don't understand this. We have to. This is an alarm. You know, I keep saying, Jerry, we cannot sustain two more generations. Two more generations cannot sustain the assault against our humankind, our humanness. Um, and so, you know. Um, there's these new technologies. There, there's, a, there's an agenda. There's a purpose. Uh, it's kind of the holographic reality is an uncertain reality. We don't know. We've never been there before. We don't know what this means, but we know that the devil will appear in it right. and, and, and use it. Right. And it's like the teens, you know, wherever you've seen a teenager. I remember, you know, this is 10 years ago. I remember seeing this family. Uh, they were on vacation. A vacation spot. Mom and dad were in the front, and the two teenagers were in the back with their earbuds. Yeah, yeah, that's old. They're, they're, but that's that's old tuned. school. I know, but totally tuned out. You talk, you know, kid now tuned out. Yeah, they're they're tuned out. They're on their smartphone constantly, and and adults are getting to be the same way. I I was reading that the average adult uh, checks their smartphone thirty five times a day. 
That's not and kids. Tough. Kids are, and, and we, we thirty-five probably, is we, that we, all? Yeah, that's, that's sounds low. very low. I think that's a low. That's but, that's maybe in the morning, but uh, well, you know, back to the, um, you know, this this humanities piece. This technology is creating a really a mixed bag. You know, we as humankind have always been. Satan is always offering to make. Let's make a deal. Let's trade in your humanity, your human beingness. You're, you're creating an image of Godness. Let's trade that in. And we are built, willing to, to play this game of, of, I don't know what kind of game it is, a deadly game, of wagering our, the holy creation of who we are for the opportunity to know more. Just like Eve. It's the same deal. You will not die and you'll be like God. And so that's exactly the immortality piece and singularity. I know some of these words you may have heard them, may have not. People, one with machines to extend our lives so we don't die. We are willing to trade our humanness, our, our being created in the image of God, to know more, to live longer, to have to, to do our life without God, without the presence of God. Guys, wake up. Don't fall for this. This is crazy serious. This it, is deadly. It's like it's like why do I need God? Because I have I you know I have I have food I have yeah. I have maybe if you're older if you have food you have sex you have your computer and your iPad and your smartphone. Um, who needs God? Well, you know, and it's it's scary because our children are being exposed to the food we eat, the technology we present to them. They have no way to discern or know that there's any other options. They really don't. They're just little, you know, moldable, malleable. Their brains are being shaped. Their DNA is being switched. They're making agreements with lies that they don't even know. Their brains are being developed. And, the, and I would believe that frequent exposure to these digital uh, technologies and waves and vibrations are actually, and I believe they're also saying that, rewiring the brain, rewriting the brain to create, I'm going to give you a new word, robotism. You know, we're turning into robots. Their brains are be, becoming, look, uh, in, the, in the computer we have ports. We have, like, you know, the, the USB ports and stuff like that. I believe their brains are being rewired to create ports for other digital hookups that are not God. And so th- there's brain pathways being rewritten, um, ways we process information, uh, going from point A to point B. In the neurological essence of the brain, you said the shape of the brain is changing. And so I believe that the, there are ports being created. There are synapses being shut down. There are being, uh, things that are being blocked. Things that are being recreated. Neurological pathways that are being recreated. It is happening in our brains. And once your brain is altered by this stuff, the only way you say, well, what can I do? Well, you can stay in the Word of God and stay seriously in the Word of God. Attach yourself to the Word of God. Let the Word of God. I, I know there's there's digital there's there's many technologies that we as Christians also use. I have the U version of the Bible on my phone, which I recommend. You can have Greek and Hebrew apps on your phone. You can do all that stuff, yeah. but stay connected with the Lord God because you know to there's nothing unclean of itself, but to Him who you know I mean. To him who is unclean, the thing becomes unclean. You can use a television for good or for bad. You can use your cell phone for good or for bad. But you have to remember who the Lord is and that the, that the whole thing doesn't change. Just because we become, we become technologically savvy, nothing changes in terms of the real story, the real word of God, which, by the way, tells us all about this. 
you know. So the thing is about, you know, kids that are, they're not really being rewired. They're being wired almost almost from the womb. Mm -hmm. They're born into this digital world. So, well, you know, not only is the technology scary in that it can actually biologically, physiologically change your brain and the way you think, it's also the messages that it's bringing to us. I mean, people don't realize, they're so excited about people reading Harry Potter. I think that's the last book everybody ever read was Harry Potter. And the only reason, and it was pretty long, three, four hundred pages. And everybody was just delighted that their children, children were reading, reading a three, four hundred page book. And they were so excited about the child is reading. Well, yeah, that was a book, by the way. But the purpose of that book was to indoctrinate. And what they were reading was witchcraft, wizardry, you know, magic, magic spells. What do they do when they, what do they, when they watch your, you know, TV shows? What is Disney dedicated to? Uh, you know, the, the concepts of God and godliness, uh, holiness? I don't think so. You know, they have every worldly, flattering, foolish, fantasy, fable on that and many, many other places and ways that we look into through the images get pulled into, sucked into, kids get sucked into. And they don't say, well, wait a minute. This doesn't line up with the Word of God. They don't even know the Word of God to know what it should line up with. And, and, and most adults don't know that either. And can they even listen to, you know, the Word of God? You know, it seems like, you know, you go to a, a church and you have to have all... You entertainment. Have have, you have to have PowerPoints. You have to have entertainment. You have to go fast, 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 fast. But what are you really communicating? I, I mean, I remember reading an article a few years ago called Why, Journey, Why Johnny Can't Listen to the Sermon. It's just because he's, you know, we're, it's a lot we're of so things. fast. So it's do a we, lot of things. the thing is too, do we adapt the word of God to the technological age? Do we just have to give little um, bites, sound sermonettes. bites, sermonettes, quick, fast, boop, boop, boop. So do we have to, that's a good question. Do we need oh, to yeah. conform, conform to the technology mm-hmm. uh, or totally resist it or well, how do we how do we blend this together to lose. communicate the word of god to people anymore well i believe that as we spend more time in this fast paced over information uh hyperactive attention deficit super streamlined world we lose our abilities as well to speak clearly soundly slowly um, I to speak think. fast. Yeah. To think fast. And there's nothing wrong with thinking fast. If you can but, talk but what fast. are you thinking? But the thing is too, is it's like just in our daily experience. When's the last time you had a conversation with someone for a half an hour even and they haven't checked their cell phone a few times? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean it, it it's almost impossible to Well Keep keep conversations. You know, people's have. attention has to be stimulated and sustained. And I think that is because there's something going on in our brain that causes us to not be able to pay attention or sustain our attention, our imaginations and our memories. Notice in the old days, people could memorize passages of the Bible, long, super, but, and kids still can, if they're not exposed to technology right away, they still have that innate God-given capacity, mm-hmm. but it, it decreases as they're exposed just think of it in our schedules, our hyperactivity. We're so busy. We've got more conveniences, more technology, more gadgets on our cupboard, more appliances to take away the work, to take the, the labor out of our life. And we are more busy, more stressed, less time, 
than the people in the olden days who had to stitch their socks by hand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, what, hap- what happened with this promise? that Satan made, that this will be so, make your life so much easier. Well, it's the same now with learning and the kids and the TV altering attention, altering, the fragmentation. Um, and and in, in a television, you have no need for imagination. It's all done for you, the visuals, the set, the costumes, the story. It's all done for you. But at the same time, it's interesting how there's a contrast to, to all of this. At the same time, you have no imagination. It's being taken away. You don't have to use it. On the other side of the spectrum, Satan is inviting you to imagine, uh, you know, in your role-playing games and your video games and your sim worlds and everything from farming and candy something, sugar candy. I don't know what that game is about, but anyway, to to stupid things like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and role-playing. People are getting addicted. They actually now have treatment centers that help people who are addicted to their technology, and when they go through withdrawals, they have to have more and more. Um, and, and if you, a parent, for example, takes away the technical gadget from their kid, what happens to the kid? Whines, cries, freaks it's out. War. It's, it's war. It's worse than any kind of deprivation. It's almost like deprivation. It's almost like you send them to their room without food or something because they're so hooked into it. And so it's interesting to understand that as a parent, well, it's just it's very difficult to uh, to, to walk the line, to know it, because you have to, obviously, unless you homeschool your child and or Amish or Hutterite or something, you pretty much have to figure out what God wants you to do in all of this. And I, I think, you know, that's why people um, can't, the relationships, you know, developing a relationship, you have to have empathy. You have to have kindness, the law of kindness. Let the law of kindness be in your heart. We're, we're riled up. The other thing the devil is doing is to set us all up in opposition to each other. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, the Bible says, but against powers and principalities. But nowadays people are using their technology to enhance their, right ca- their causes for righteousness, their, their indignation, their anger, their injustices, and, and targeting other groups so that we're all believing lies. We're believing lies that, that, you know, that the 2 or 3% of the world that's doing this or that evil thing is the majority of the people and the majority of the people are sitting quietly in their lives, you know, you know, watching their screens on their TV, behaving themselves while the, the world is being taken over by the enemy, the demons, the darkness, the God of this world. The God of this world is the God of technology. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that it's this, uh, there's a syndrome called FOMO, F-O-M-O, fear of missing out. In other words, if you you know watching on your know, Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and you think, oh, somebody's doing something great and exciting, and I'm just sitting here and I'm kind of bored and and dead and stuff like that. And what was the deal? And uh, and that too, if you're looking at something online, man, this is something I should have. And this is this has been a marketing ploy oh, yeah, for years. Oh yeah, making you think fear you have of to missing have out. Advertising, but isn't, yeah. isn't that interesting? Uh, fear of missing Satan, out. when he tempted Eve, he 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 used the device of what? God, fear of missing out. Well, God, have more. Yeah, yeah, no you're more. missing no something. More. You're being deprived. There's something more that you can have here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is this is this is the message. The message that comes well, across too. I think that the point of technology is to drive us crazy. Actually, the bottom well, line is that too much of these activities, um, you know, rewiring of our brains, we're less able to uh, accommodate or adapt. Uh, we it, it, we thrive in this new crazy world. Um, it's designed to make us mad, drive us crazy, and and it mixes up 
you know, all this, you know, it, re, it replaces. So we can live in a sim world where we don't have pain. There's no emotions. There's no feelings. Uh, you know, now you mix that up with the real world of pain and abuse and confusion, gender identity confusion, sexual abuse, uh, addictions. You mix those two worlds together and you have, you have a breakdown. You have, you have a crazy, insane world that you can't live in. Well, even, live just, in even just the aspect, uh, one aspect here of the video games, there's, uh, you know, Halo and I don't know. I, I can't keep up on it. I don't even try. Mm-hmm. But one of the things researchers are saying that uh, it, it, the, those that play these violent video games, it, it inhibits the player's ability to control impulsive or aggressive behavior. Right. In other words, so there's... There's, there's the, actually a name for that, honey. It's called Clinical Impulse Control Disorder. Oh, wow. It's Let's a new, see. Yeah. There, there's new syndromes Clinical uh, developing every control day. Disorder. So we've, we've, we've got more uh, syndromes every day. The syndromes are multiplying mm-hmm. every day. The curses. But, mm-hmm. yeah, and so basically... So people that say are, are involved with this, one of the things is that inhibited proactive executive control, as it's called. In other words, it's like taking in the this, initiative. It's, knee, it's knee-jerk reactions and impulses, meaning that that people that are kids that their brains are forming, they're watching these games, or they're involved with these games, they're immersed in these games, they're involved with a virtual reality. But then one of the things that can be exhibited in their lives is unchecked hostility or aggression in real life. And do we have that today? Oh, man, we have a super, a super violent society. Kids are, kids are mad. Kids are angry. Mm-hmm. Kids are violated. It's, it's, it's basically not helping us much at all to have all this uh, overstimulation. Uh, that, and, and as you're saying, is that there is an agenda. It's mm-hmm. the, what are the, the messages? It's not the technology itself. It's because, funny. but you said, in a sense, it can be neutral, can produce so much good, it can express so much good. At the same time, what are, what is, what are the messages that we are receiving? What's the agenda? How does that accept, uh, affect our, 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 our view of ourselves, our view of others, our view of God, and, and our whole world view. See, it's well, a world view that's being conformed. You know, to the image uh, of the beast. Right, because uh, Romans chapter 12, it says, don't be conformed to this world. And that basically it means don't let the, if you put jello in a mold, it's conformed to the shape of the mold. And so he's saying, do not be conformed, conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So all this is serving to conform us into a the, the enemies. The global world new view. world order yes, and the one world exactly. taken over by the Antichrist. All of the wizardry makes the things of God way less appealing, less worthy of consideration, an easier way to subdue and mislead the masses who are walking in to their own graves. To the edge of the cliff, never even suspecting what lies ahead. Consoled by the group, like I said, that everybody's doing it, heading down the road, tweeting, twittering, texting, looking at their smartphones and never realizing what they're doing. And the, the Bible, we're caught in this internet. It is a satanic net. Yes. And Satan is a fisher of men. And he's catching the souls of men in this new graven image 
with these new graven images, the 3D holograms, 3D movies, you know, whatever, virtual reality, sim games. The brain stores those images. And, it, it, you know, that's really – they're burned into the brain, the pornographic pictures. The, you know, the brain is built by God to remember things, and it's called the memory. And it's called to remember sights and sounds and memories of good things and bad things. Because it doesn't distinguish between a good thing and a bad thing. The memory is just the memory. And when it's burned in with an image, it alters, it changes that gray matter to whatever it needs to be to retain that picture, that image, and, it, and the imagination can create things. Our, our imagination can be the workshop of hell, where they can create things and store things, ideas and visions. The brain can be affected um, by, you know, like we talked about uh, earlier, the brain, the DNA, with all the demonic, uh, you know, um, images that go in front of our eyes. The demonic solutions, um, you know, here's an interesting thing. You have to understand the devil's strategy in all this. It's not just information about what he's doing on the one side. We have to understand what he's doing on the other side because the devil is always creating a net. He's always creating a torture rack. And on the one side, you have the devil, the demons putting out the spirits of fear, anxiety, worriage, uh, worry, I'm sorry, Worriage. That's a new word. Worriage. Oh. Worriage. We're worriaging. <laughs> There's a couple new words in this whole thing today. Mm. So demonic solutions help. Then once he gets you afraid or feeling abandoned or alone or in pain or isolated or rejected or no good, blah, blah, blah. Then he, the, the second troop, the second line uh, in the column of the war that comes in, hell's troops, the, the hounds of hell come in as the false comforters, the problem solvers, the temporary relief. We know the front line, the first line of demons, but we don't recognize the second line. We just say, well, I feel better when I do this, when I do this drug, when I play this game, when I live in this world, my, my own other world doesn't hurt so much, I'm not bored anymore, I'm not helpless, I'm not alone, I've got friends, I'm in control, I can make this world do what I want it to do. So the second line of demonic troops, hell's hounds, that bring the false comfort are the ones we overlook. The, the you know, now in comes hell's hordes of, Helpers, I would call them. So they relieve the pain, the boredom, create the physical, psychological uh, dependencies on them. So now we can escape the first set of demons by taking the solutions of the second set. But what we've really done is, is when we're, we're, led, we're tempted and led away of our own uh, lusts and enticed or desires and enticed, we, we come into agreement with sin and when sin is fully grown, it brings forth death. So Satan is always setting up a problem and then coming to solve the problem. And now you have two problems. And you're still not free. And Jesus said, what are you doing on the torture rack of hell, honey? I have come to set you free through my abundant life and my truth. You don't need to take the devil's solutions to fix your problems of pain and abandonment. There is truth in the matter. There's truth that can be had through God's word. Um, But the enemy says, no, no, no. We can escape. We can have fun. We can feel good about our lives. Um, We can live in this thing called the fantasy world. And I think the fantasy world is where a lot of people are. And you know what? It doesn't have to be technology. It can be anything that takes over your thoughts. You can be obsessed with collecting or doing various other things. I mean, some people are obsessed with the dumbest things, Um, you know, collecting the dumbest things, providing activities that they're, it's over, it, it drives their life. It becomes driving force of your life. If something other than the Holy Spirit and the Word of God is the driving force of your life, you are controlled by it. What you worship, you become. What you look at, what you aspire to be, 
you become. When you look at the word of God, you become more like him. When you look at all this other garbage, you become more like them. The Bible really warns. And talk about God again being right on time, right on, right on point. The Bible was warned this from the beginning about the fantasy worlds, the fables, the fairy tales, the foolishness, the pretending, um, the, you know, um, this world that exists in our minds in, and takes us away from the real world that exists in our imagination and keeps us from the real world of God. So Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, 2 through 4, he says, preach the word, be instant season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine uh-huh. for the time will come when they will not endure sound oh, doctrine, doctrine. You know, sound doctrine, truth, but after their own lusts, their own desires, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn their turn away their ears mm-hmm. from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Now that's not just false preachers coming into churches no. messing stuff up. We can apply this to this whole uh Delvage right, right. We are. Yeah, it's like our way. it's like we see people, um, our children, ourselves, the Rosarondas, the church, immersing. We're immersing ourselves in a world that only exists in one place in our imagination, because it's in there that we feel safe and we are, like I said, in control. We can uh, break and make the laws we desire. We can, you know, pornography, whatever. Creating is that sin when you're lusting in your mind? Of course it is. Creating a virtual world, a hologram, um, and declare that is our reality. But it doesn't really embrace the deadly reality of judgment, of um, giving account for ourselves, uh, and of the two final uh, the, the kingdoms, heaven and hell. The, the, there's, there are only two worlds. There are only two realities, two kingdoms. One is God's and one is Satan. And so the longer we, you know, in Ephesians chapter 4, it kind of goes along with what you just read, um, chapter 4, verse uh, starting with 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. Let me read this for you, if you will, in the Amplified. No longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, in their perversions, in the folly, vanity, and emptiness of their souls and futility of their minds, their moral understanding is darkened, and their reasoning is be, uh, beclouded. Hmm, interesting word. <laughs> they are alienated, estranged, self-ban- self-banished. They're letting go of themselves. They're giving up their life. They're banishing. They're sending their, their, themselves away in exchange for a fake world from the, love, from the life of God with no share in God's love or life because of the ignorance the word of knowledge and perception, the willful blindness that is deep-seated in them. Deep-seated, interesting mm-hmm. concept. Something is deep-seated. What is sitting on the throne of your life controlling you that is seated there that is not you? Deep-seated, not a part of you, but has become a part of you through controlling you. Due to the hardness of their hearts or the insensitiveness of their moral nature. Yes, so they are looking at in, spiritual, in their spiritual apathy they have become, this is going on with Amplified, they become callous and past feeling and reckless and have abandoned themselves and become a prey to un, a prey. Prey. Now, we think we're the one in control, but we are oh, the yeah. prey to unbridled sensuality, 
eager and greedy to indulge in every form of impurity. Who would be eager and greedy to indulge? Would it be you or the demon in you to indulge in every form of impurity that their depraved desires may suggest and demand? Those depraved desires don't come from the original creation of you. You're made in the image of God. He did not give you depraved desires. Those come from the enemy who indwells or programs that body of death operating system that operates in our souls. Therefore, God is saying already, this is what's happening. He, he, he's he, already got it. He's already got it. He's spoken of it. And we go back to, you know, the garden. You know, Nothing's Eve new. Eve imagined the, you know, having more knowledge, having more information, knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the chambers of imagery, uh, vain in their imaginations. Romans chapter 1, this chapter, this uh, yeah, chapter Ephesians in Ephesians was, yeah. chapter 4. So there is really nothing new as far as what is affecting mankind. The only thing is that the forms of it and the details are, are, are new, and the details of it. But that, we are racing that, that towards can, the end. Right. That these these details have grown of how this programming takes place mm-hmm. has has grown have grown so exponentially out of, out of control that it is just saturating the human this, mind the human uh, experience. This reminds me of what Jesus said in Matthew 24, but as it was in the days of Noah and what you just said about how it's just overwhelming racing towards it's it's out of control. This thing is humanly controlled. You say, well, what can I do? The only thing you can do is by the grace of God, let the Lord God save your soul and you follow him and lead your children and lead your people in the truth. But the thing is when God, when the devil first tried to annihilate the DNA, and the human being. He tried to annihilate them through the crossbreeding, and the Nephilim came out of that, and the giants had, you know, the, the watchers, the fallen angels, the sons of God that were fallen angels, had sex with humans. It had gotten so bad that all God could do was send Noah to build a boat, reserve, preserve, you know, that little set of DNA, because that was all that was left that was good, and send the rest of them away, kill them, denial it. And he's going to have to do that this time, not with water, but with fire, because... Number one, can your, you know, you know, we think of the Microsoft HoloLens, HoloLens, H-O-L-O lens, that little thing you wear to make your virtual world. Can people die in a Microsoft HoloLens world? Can they die in a virtual world? Or does your body, your eyes and your soul only become the carriers or the wearer of a lens that creates a cold, hollow, meaningless, distorted world that distracts you from the cross and the gospel and the true, uh, the true, uh, the stakes that are, the stakes are high in this game. And the strategy of Satan's kingdom is way more clever and wily than anything we could have ever imagined. But if we, if we know that we will die to give an account of ourselves to God, this should sober us up. If indeed we even believe anymore that there is a God, a devil, a heaven or hell, but they've also has the enemies also worked on those concepts to diminish them and kind of erase them from off the board of consideration. And, and what the enemy is orchestrating, it's a multiple, a multi-technological invasion of us. Right, invasion of invasion us. Invasion of yeah. us. Mm-hmm. And what, what does he want? What is his well, goal? He wants, his goal is our soul. Goal is he soul. wants mm-hmm. to see our souls destroyed. That's his Hell is a real agenda. place. We've talked about that in a couple of shows back, but... You know, the, the bait, Satan is always fishing, and wherever there's a fisherman, there's got to be bait and a hook and an agenda. Fishermen are deceivers, you know. 
So centering, the, the bait is that he, Satan gets us to center the world on me, like I have a kingdom, like I'm going to be immortal, like I'm going to live forever on my own without giving account to God, without being thankful, without being grateful, without acknowledging the truth of who I am. So I have the, the world is centered on me, what I want, I want it now, when I want it, I can have everything I want, when I want it, without a cost, without waiting, without anybody saying no, without uh, any awful or amount of sacrifice. So the device becomes an extension of me. It's like, you know, who I am. I already am, you know, I'm being retrofitted. We're being retrofitted uh, for dependency on the very things that are going to take away our humanness, on the machines, the singularity, the, na- the nanotechnology, uh, people and being enhanced. We, we even have them now, the Fitbits, you know, things are monitoring. Machines are, tr- are tracking you. Your phone tracks you. Your Fitbit tracks you. You think it's doing, you're doing it. What, are you going to read all that data? Really? Seriously? Are you going to pay attention to all that? No. You're just giving that thing power over you, and you're, it's, you're not profiting from it. You're just being controlled by it. So the machines are, they're enhan- you know, we think we're being enhanced by them. We think, but we're actually being monitored by them. We think that, that they're, they're helping us, but we're, they're tracking us. They're controlling us. They're enslaving us. They're addicting us. And the trade-off? What's the trade-off? What's the bait? Okay, so it's convenient. It's convenience, it's speed, it's information, um, it's, it's a substitute for relationships and thinking and filling your time with things so you don't get bored. Um, you know, we're, we're being um, overcome in the presence of this false lover, this god of technology. We're, you know, terrified to live without it. We, we have to have it to live, to get along in society, to make it through college, blah, blah, blah. And, and, but it's really become a new lover it's a lover of our souls. We, we love it. We love it more than God. We won't give it up. I would suggest, honey, that people would, this would kill us, wouldn't it, to fast from your technology for a day or two oh. and see the withdrawal pains that you go through. Um, we're becoming integrated with the world of machines, the Fitbit, the, the wearable technology, the ankle bracelets of hell. I mean, you know, that's what they do for prisoners, right? They have put mm-hmm. ankle bracelets on. Mm-hmm. Techno, techni- uh, technical tattoos, smart pills, um, vaccinations to be careful people what you put in your body what you eat what you come into agreement with what you look at please ask god to govern your day we're not saying looking at the internet is a sin we're not saying using the internet to research a project or look up something is a sin no that's not it at all because that can be you know, very very helpful obviously for the kingdom of god as a matter of fact we did all our research on the internet so there Pretty much. Except the Word of God. Notice we have the Word of God here to bring it to a place of understanding. And so, but what really we're going to ask you to do is, what do you know how to discern the truth in what you're reading? Or is it inciting you to an emotional riot? Not everything is as it appears. As a matter of fact, the only thing that really appears is, as it appears, is the Word of God, rightly divided. That's the only thing, only thing you can count on. You can't count on people. You can't count on the promises of the government. You can't count on anything except the goodness of God, the truth of God's word, and the promise that this has got to be destroyed. God will destroy this with fire, with melting. The elements are going to melt with fervent heat. That is how God is going to answer this. I don't know how far he's going to let it go. It has gone this far, and it is only, I believe, in its you know, inception. I don't believe we've got to the fullness of this thing yet. And, well... The Lord says that the, you shall have no other gods before me, mm-hmm. and, and and a lot Including of this yourself. has right. This technology has uh, arisen as 
as a, an idol. It's it's a contemporary. It's a form of, of idolatry, graven images, right? Idolatry, right. Mm-hmm. images, graven images, imagination, well, that's- wiring, and and so we want to encourage you not to be distracted. Use the technology for the glory of God, mm-hmm. but just just Stay check 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 yourself and just say, hey, you know, am I? How how addicted am I? And and I know on your work, you have to use your computer very likely. You have to use your smartphone to keep in touch. Use it for the glory of God, because in itself, the technology in itself is not bad. It can be used for for good or for evil. But behind it are the plots of hell but, and the but agenda. But watch the, agenda the of plots hell. of hell are back there, mm-hmm. and be careful. And so, do not let this technology destroy you, or distract you, uh, deceive you. And keep you from the word of God. Yes. Give yourself you a must, challenge. Yes. Give yourself a challenge. And I was just going to say that. See how we talk together. I was just going to say that the word of God, give yourself a challenge. However many hours or times a day, let's say how many times a day you check your phone. That same amount of times a day you will cry out to God for mercy or prayer or intercession for someone or yourself or a situation. However many times, how many hours you spend in front of the computer, you will spend that many hours or minutes in the word of God. So therefore you're going to have, you know, what Satan is meant for evil. God is going to turn around and uh, provoke you to good. So give yourself and be, remember time is precious. Don't kill time, redeem time. Don't be bored. There's nothing to be bored about. Donna. There's not a stinking thing that's boring and you don't have to kill your time by wasting your time on stupid things Give your time to God. There's so many wonderful, meaningful, deep, holy, inviting, life-giving, vitalizing things in the Word of God. So, Father, we just pray right now as we wrap this up that you would help our hearts and minds not to be overwhelmed or discouraged, but to be encouraged to see that it is just what you said. It is happening just the way you said, way back in Daniel, way back in Ezekiel, way back in Isaiah. It's just what you said. Lord God, and it's coming to pass, just like Timothy said, just like John said in Revelation, it's all coming to pass. Like Peter said, in, 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 Alan, it's melting with fervent heat. It's all coming, just like you said. Lord, you are real, you are true, you are good, you are for us, you are with us, and you sent your Holy Spirit to live in us. Now let us go tell other people about the good news in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a super day, guys. I have an emergency. What is your location? for yourself.